Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We all have a place that makes us feel safe. For some, it's their room, their bed, their home. To others, it's a cabin next to a bog that's filled with alligators. And it's mostly foggy. Now don't get me wrong, I love lounging in my bed watching Netflix and mixing Pringle flavors as much as the next, but I've always been fond of reptiles and apparently, humid weather. I found a pretty isolated swamp where I decided to build a shack illegally, and since I did it, it's been my happy place. Whenever I need to get a break from the city, I drive my truck down there, park in the woods where no one can see me, and I use my Polaris for about 15 miles to reach my hidden shack. Now it took me about a year to make a discreet trail from where I parked my truck, but I could say it totally paid off after all the hard work. At least I thought so. You see, for about 8 years, this was my favorite place to be in the world. I've never feared alligators, never been bothered by insects or the fog. I could sit down on my shack porch during the evening and drink a beer or five while calmly listening to the sounds of nature. There wasn't any place in the world that could get rid of my stress like my shack. Now, during the day, I walked around the bog, took pictures of alligators swimming leisurely when it wasn't too foggy. For foggy days, I even had a stick I'd carved into a makeshift cane to help me wander about without too much worry. I used it like a blind man and still went on my walk, fog or not. Now during those eight years, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. From happy moments where I fed otters on my porch, to scary as hell situations where I had an alligator hissing at me because he wanted my beer can chicken. I'm not really afraid of alligators as they tend to leave humans alone, but like, Nobody enjoys a massive mini-dinosaur hissing at him. You know what I mean? And plus, that beer can chicken was mighty fine. I wasn't about to give it up without a fight. And I bopped that gator right on the nose with my walking stick. But you see, that's life around the bog. This was my place. Now I'm usually a... Well, I'm usually a responsible person... I don't drink more than I should, and I definitely don't do anything that would be considered reckless. Even when I'm alone at my shack, I try to be somewhat reasonable. I mean, sure, there are hot, sticky evenings where the beer is just so good that you just don't stop. I've had a few of these, but I stop after maybe five tops, and then I stay inside. But that day, see, I had a promotion at work, so I knew... I would have to work harder. Pay would be worth it, but it would also come with a heavier workload and more stress. So, to celebrate, I went to my shack to relax. I ended up celebrating all on my own, on my porch, until about, I don't know, 7pm. And by that time, well, I had 
I had a few beers. And by a few, I mean like, I don't know, seven or nine or twelve. I, You see, I didn't count them. But I finished my first six-pack for sure. I walked down my porch steps and I peed right next to the shack. And while I was there, just piddling in the woods, the idea of going for a walk came to me. I'd never do that at night. You see, that's when there are the most mosquitoes. And I hate the hell out of them. That and the fact that it's actually not super wise to walk around a bog when the sun's running out. Especially if the fog's up. By all means, this was a super dumb idea. And yet, the logic side of my brain stayed quiet. I went inside my shack, grabbed my stick, finished my last beer and went out for that walk. Temperature was still high. I'd say somewhere around 86 degrees and it was humid as all hell. Even Satan's ball sack would be sweating. You feel me? That and combined with the beers I drank and I was dripping like a hog five minutes into my walk. Mosquitoes were also buzzing about, making me regret not dousing myself in bug repellent. But I was surprisingly still in a good mood. I couldn't see three feet ahead of me because of the fog, but hey... I've known these bogs for eight years, and it felt like I knew them enough not to worry about getting lost. Didn't even think about alligators or wild pigs. I mean, wild pigs can be nasty, but in my slightly buzzed mind and my too-good-to-be-ruined mood, I felt invincible, I guess. Or, well, maybe I just didn't care. I threw caution to the wind. I was just a happy dude walking around his swamp. You know, as long as there was a little light, I would be fine. Or, so I thought. You see, I thought like that, until I missed the step and fell right into the goddamn swamp. It wasn't a deep part of it, but I still fell face first into it. And the last thing you want to do is disturb those waters. Also, swamps smell kind of horrible in general, like rot and death and decay. They're probably infested with diseases and bacteria the likes of which my immune system wouldn't be ready to face. Now since I wasn't completely hammered, not completely, I managed to stand up quickly and get out of the bog. I felt a sharp pain in my ankle, thought I might have sprained it. And my good mood wasn't ruined, but I knew the time for my walk was over. I turned around, and this time was very cautious on my way back. I also crossed the path with an alligator who hissed at me, but still casually slid into the water, as if I had just been a minor nuisance. Practically ignored me. It was a good thing, since I don't think I could have outrun it with my ankle in that state. Also, some alligators here, they know how to climb trees. Hell, you ever see an alligator climb a tree? Well, it's the craziest shit, I tell you. 10 out of 10 would not recommend climbing one if you're trying to hide from gator. Anyway, you see the lesson was learned, never go out in a foggy day. But the closer I got to my shack, the more pain I felt to my ankle. Now, I thought maybe I was walking on a broken ankle, but my fall didn't seem so bad that it would break my ankle. Twisted? Sprained? Yeah. But broken? Hell, that seemed excessive. Still, before I could even reach my shack, 
I ended up having to take a break. And this is where I was on dry ground, surrounded by insects, but I still sat down to check my ankle. The fog was getting thicker too, and the sun was starting to set. I hadn't gone on my walk for long, but I still had a few minutes to walk to reach my shack. Now when I lifted my pants to check on my ankle, I felt my heart drop in my chest. My mind went blank for a second. Hey, you, uh, you ever see leeches? I did, many times. As a kid, as an adult, never been a big fan of them, but they never scared me neither. But the thing is, is I'd never seen one so brightly colored and so thick. I had about 20 of them latched around my ankle. The pain I felt was not from a sprained ankle, but these little bloodsuckers going for a prime rib bumping buffet on it. And you know what? Hold the horseradish. These suckers were gorging themselves. I quickly stood up and walked toward my shack as fast as I could. The only way to safely remove a bog leech is to throw some salt on it. Otherwise, pulling them off is taking a risk. You see, you pull on them too much or too tight, and they vomit back into your blood. It could lead to a nasty infection. My dad used salt to rid of them when I was a kid, and I never had any problem. So, whenever I encounter leeches, I use salt. Good old-fashioned Mortons. These were different, though. You see, first, their color. I'd never seen green-colored leeches. The ones I knew were either brown, black, and maybe had a streak of color or a small design to them. But they were never blue, green, or, you know, flashy colors. But the one thing nature documentaries taught me is that bright colored animals are usually venomous or poisonous. I couldn't take the risk of those suckers injecting me with poison. I needed to get rid of them quickly. Every step I took sent a jolt of pain from my ankle to my knee. And like a donkey out in the July sun, I started sweating even more. My leg felt like it was on fire. Each step I took felt like I was pushing on a pus-filled, swollen wound that was seconds away from bursting. It was getting more intense, so much that my vision was blurring at the edge. Combined with the fog, the heat, the humidity. I can honestly say I, well, I wasn't feeling so hot. Anyway, I reached my porch. I leaned on the rail for a second because I needed to pull myself together. My heart was hammering in my chest and every beat made me feel like I was about to throw up. I wiped my sweaty forehead with the back of my hand and realized how heated I was getting. It was probably the pain, but I didn't want to think of the possibility of it being a fever. I quickly climbed the stairs to my porch and I got into my shack. I grabbed the Morton salt and crashed onto my couch, kicking away my boot and struggling to take my pants off. Once I managed that, I looked down at my ankle. There weren't 20 leeches on my leg. There were only about six left, but I had over a dozen holes in my skin. They were bleeding like crazy, too. The sight of them nearly had me puking. See, the sights of the holes left in me kind of put me in a shamble. I had to hold my breath as I threw salt on the remaining leeches, but they didn't fall off. 
they stayed hooked on my skin, and the more I threw salt on them, the thicker they seemed to get. When I realized what was happening, well, it was too late. I saw one of them burrow into my flesh like a worm into soft soil. I couldn't believe what I saw, but hell, I could feel it. The way it wiggled inside me as it buried deeper, eating away at my flesh, muscle, anything in its path. Well, after seeing that, I couldn't care less about an infection. I tried to rip off the few left and managed to take out one or two, but the rest, well, they were probably on high alert. They started digging deeper. My ankle was now full of bleeding holes filled by probably poisonous leeches. Day or night, I couldn't stay at my shack. I needed to get my ass to the hospital, and I needed to get there quickly. And that's when I stood up and I fell right on my knees. I had no strength in my leg. It was getting numb, and when I looked down to my toes, they were white. And they were cold, I couldn't move them. Panicked, I grabbed my Polaris's keys, locked my shack, and painfully made my way back to my truck. I was half crawling, hell, I don't even remember how I managed to climb into my truck, but I did it. Everything after I got out of the shack is kind of a blur. You know, it could have been those 12 beers, could have been the leeches, but I made it to my truck and then I made it to the nearest hospital on sheer adrenaline. I couldn't feel them leeches inside me anymore, but I knew they were there. Now I do know once I got in front of the hospital, I parked right in front of it and dropped out of my car and crawled for the door, dragging my leg and screaming for help. Hell, I didn't even have my pants on. I just left my shack as fast as I could to get to the hospital, and I think I passed out right then and there but not before seeing my swollen leg veins and the purplish color my leg skin had turned into. When I woke up, the smell of the bog no longer permeated the walls in my nose. Instead, it was the smell of antiseptics. My stomach was still upset, but the white walls reassured me that I was fine. Now mind you, I couldn't feel my leg, but I heaved a sigh of relief when I looked down and saw that it was still there. The sheet covered it, but the shape told me that my leg was still there. I didn't know why I couldn't feel it though, but I suppose the doctor would soon come in and tell me. And it didn't take long after that for the nurse to come, and she gave me a look I'll never forget. The kind of look you give to people that you pity. She told me the doctor would be there in an instant, but my blood just turned to ice in that moment. Just because they didn't take my leg now didn't mean they wouldn't take my leg right then. I asked her if that was what it was all about. And she said the doctor would come. That she wasn't in a position where she could tell me anything. Now when the doctor finally arrived, I asked him if I was going to lose my leg. He said he wasn't sure yet that he needed to talk to me because they weren't sure how to treat my wounds. I asked him about the leeches if they managed to get them out, and he stared at me like I was a madman. Now you listen, Doc, you've seen them holes, didn't you? I stared at him blankly, asking him about the holes. 
There was no way he didn't see them. The doctor answered that they did see them, which was precisely what he wanted to ask me about. He'd never seen anything like it in his career and wondered what kind of tool did that to me. He said they did x-rays to check if my bones were intact, and they were, but they didn't see any leeches. I told him all about the bog and the leeches and my little shack in the woods. He seemed thoughtful. Then, he lifted the sheet so I could take a look at my own leg. From the midway of my calf to my toes, everything was turning black. The stench was awful, and I felt my entire body cover in a sheen of cold sweat. The doctor explained that they'd have to amputate below the knee, or else necrosis would affect the whole leg soon. As for the leeches... He said they were probably already out of my body, because they couldn't find anything on the scans. Doc, why do I feel like they're still in there? I asked him, and he told it was most likely a trauma reaction. I lost my leg to those leeches, and got asked to come back for an interview because my case was just so bizarre, and it needed to be documented. I lost my leg, but this isn't all I've lost. You see, I've lost the feeling of ever being completely alone. Since that incident, not even once have I ever felt truly alone. I could be alone at my shack, away from all civilization. We're locked alone in my room in my apartment, still not feel completely alone. And when I stare down at my new prosthetic, I sometimes still feel them burrowing in my skin.